Cannibal Corpse will unleash chaos horrific worldwide on September 22nd. Since 1988, Cannibal Corpse have been at the forefront of death metal, shaping and defining the genre, creating a seminal, incomparable body of work over the following decades. In 2021, they raised the stakes again with their 15th album, Violence Unimagined. Growing ever more complex and intense, and in 2023, they return with its successor, the equally monstrous Chaos Horrific, starting a new chapter in their legacy. Written shortly after the conclusion of the Violence Unimagined Sessions, echoes of that album exist in Chaos Horrific, but this is a whole new beast of its own. Listen now and watch videos at metalblade.com slash cannibal. Corpse. Also, Harm's Way return with common suffering out September 29th. This is nothing less than a full armored and mechanized instrument of war ready to detonate listeners with their incredibly memorable riffs, breakdowns, and impeccable songwriting with subtle melody and point counterpoint. The title, Common Suffering, is a clear nod to the collective experiences of the past three years of chaos, misanthropy, paranoia, disorder, confusion, and anxiety, with the band exploring themes ranging from personal struggles with mental health, relationships, political upheaval, corruption, and political power. Listen and watch videos now at MetalBlade.com slash Harm's Way. <laughs> This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Jocelyn Sharp, and Sylvia Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast, what is going on? All of our wonderful friends and listeners out there, it is I, your host, Petter Speich. I'm always joined by... You are always joined by Sylvia. You can find me on Instagram, at it's a Sylvia, and X, at it's a Sylvia, and threads, at it's a Sylvia. Well done. Yeah, I think you did that the long way. Yeah, I did. It's okay. It's okay. And make sure to follow <laughs> our other co-hosts, guys. That is Jocelyn Sharp at X Threads Facebook, Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp, J-O-Z-A-L-Y-N Sharp. And she is on TikTok at The Wizard of Jaws, J-O-Z. She's touring right now, doing comedy, so go check thewizardofjaws.com for tour dates, guys. And, of course, one and only, Brennan Hahn. At your buddy Gooch on X and Instagram. You guys want to follow me? I'm at our other podcast handle. Our other podcast is at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. And make sure you are following Metal Sucks on everything. TikTok, X, Threads, Facebook, Instagram, MetalSucks.net. All the way through. This week, uh, well, this is a, a, a great love to promote one of our uh, fucking favorite voices in the genre. Man, it's crazy to think it's been almost 25, 30 years but of uh, of Mr. Corey Taylor's voice uh, and all the music he's given us. But yes, we're here to celebrate his second solo record, guys. Uh, CMF2. CMF2 is coming out September 15th. Mm-hmm. He is touring right now in North America, guys. Make sure you're picking up um, tickets, going to the show out here. We talk about it. Sylvia talks about it in the interview with Corey um, that's, yeah. that she got off, uh, obviously from the wonderful radio station she works at, Comp ninety two point three. Uh, we promote a lot about the uh, show out here at the Book and Bowl in Las Vegas on the 29th But uh, he is in North America all the way till October seventh. UK, Europe. You don't have to wait too long, man. Corey's going to be out there November eighth, all the way through into December. So, guys, make sure you're supporting the record and catching them live on tour. But before Sylvia and Corey's chat. 
Me and Sylvia. Mm-hmm. We're talking a little yep. bit about the Metal Sucks news. All right. First story I want to talk about. Man. What is Well, it's Mr. Ozzy Osbourne. Aw. Oh, I know. See, I do it funny. Funny you did the aw. Right? Cause, I know. Because it, it, it comes ever since the just... No More Tours 2 thing kind of fell apart and, and a lot of things got canceled and then the power trip thing uh, didn't mm-hmm. work out. The headline, let me read to you guys. Sharon and Kelly Osbourne reveal Ozzy's power trip cancellation was heartbreaking. Um, and so I'll, I'll read a little bit of their back and forth just so you know that was the headline. Kelly said, uh, we can't talk about it in the house because it's just so heartbreaking to see that all he wants is just one more show. And Sharon responded, with, and Ozzy wants to be on that show with all his friends. It's heartbreaking for him to see everybody going on, and he's just left behind. Uh, the Power Trip Festival, obviously, six amazing headliners of multiple generations, guys. ACDC, Guns N' Roses, Judas Priest now replacing Ozzy, uh, Metallica Tool, and who did I miss? Did I miss somebody? Uh, Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden. Oh shit! Yeah, I missed Iron Maiden. <laughs> no, Iron, I, forget, I forgot Iron Maiden. Yeah, and Iron Maiden, of course. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. So I forgot. I'm like, yeah, I forgot. Favorite, probably my favorite band on the bill. Nah, I mean ACDC. God, such a great live band. Uh, anyways, it's a, good, it's a good lineup. Yeah. So uh, we are all. Here's the thing. Things happen for a reason. Um, hardships happen to everyone, and then there's always a, a, a silver lining and an ending. I think that works out. Uh, when it's supposed to, my hopes, and I think all the fans' hopes, are that Ozzy does get one more show. Um, and I'm hoping, Sylvia, you can agree or disagree, that is uh, that show is going to be like a pay-per-view event, um, wherever he's at, and it's going to, like like Sharon was saying, have all his friends on there, to pass the torch to the next generation. You know, have the vocalists mm-hmm. that define the next generation. We got Corey Taylor on the show. Corey Taylor should be on that stage, you know. Uh, That'd you got, be fun. Yeah, but I'm seriously, you got throw M Shadows on there. You know, throw Tobias from Ghost on there. Throw these yeah. these guys that are, that are like, passing the torch with Ozzy. But also, all the people that got him there, helped him get there, you know. Obviously, we want to see the geezer butler. Just like, you know, one of the most magical, I don't want to say magical because it was a tragedy and it was a heartbreaking thing, was was when I see the shows where you celebrate the life, uh, Chris Cornell's tribute show, um, Taylor Hawkins oh, yeah. tribute mm-hmm. show, uh, and all that stuff. And it's like all everybody wants when those things are put together and there's this beauty of why we're infected with music and we're in love with that and it's our best friend and the person we turn to all the time and, and these people that make it for the world. Um are so important to us. All we want is them on that stage, I think, to be able to say goodbye, you know, um, in the right way. I feel like Ozzy has uh, that chance. And if it can't be mobile or if he can't sing to where he needs to go, I just feel there's so many people that are there that we can put together. The power trip thing is like, dude, you're you're on stage with five juggernauts and you don't want to be not ready for that because with you know acdc comes out and kicks fucking ass and ozzy's not doing well and you know you don't want to be the negative um person out of that group you agree with that 
mm-hmm. it's not the last show that Ozzy deserves, right? If if he's not there, but yeah, what are your thoughts, Sylvia? How, I, we got to get one more show out of Ozzy. I don't. I the last thing I ever want is I like. I think a lot of us experienced that last tour. Lemmy was on with Motorhead, and it yeah. was very. I've got nothing but amazing Motorhead memories. One of my best shows I've ever seen in my life, Motorhead COC Zeke. I talk about it all the time. And then that last tour I saw him on, it, 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 it was like, it, it was really, was it, rough? it was heartbreaking. Um, yeah. You kind of knew. I, I, like your, I like your idea where they do something like a Chris Cornell or a Taylor Hawkins. But, you know, you have to have Ozzy perform like at the very end. Oh, I want him... You know? Doing duets with people, yeah. I want him doing duets with people, yeah, he has and because he's not dead. No, like he's still. <laughs> we could still have him do stuff. So, yeah, I I think that'd be awesome. But it has to be like, um, didn't Foo Fighters do like two nights? Yeah, they they. I don't want to misspeak, but I believe they did. Uh, you know, one in Los London, Angeles, one in LA. One in yeah. London. They did different, you know, regions of the world. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Maybe not so much like that, but at least like two nights of of just music and you know celebrating his career. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that that that's. But yeah. with him there, like I said, if he clearly canceling the No More Tours two tour years ago, um, and then obviously the next step that we had, which was him canceling the one off show Power Trip, he can't. Uh, he knows he can't tour. Like, he knows he can't mm-hmm. do the ruggedness yeah. of the actual touring. He knows that he can't go night after night. But can you imagine the guests that would be there that who never shared a stage with, with Ozzy before and all the duets, like... Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine. But what, what comes to mind uh, automatically would be, like, Miley Cyrus. Because she did a great job. Uh, doing, oh, she took um, on she took on say hello uh, to heaven. Uh, I remember yeah, being like, who's gonna take on? I remember on the Chris Cornell thing to bring up, who's gonna take on say hello to heaven? Who's got the fucking? Who's gonna Balls try their to shit? Because that. <laughs> you know, that song is. <laughs> and it was Miley Cyrus, and she yeah. killed it. She did do a good job. I I she was. Great. I, I'm being straight up. I was being negative at the time. Being like, why her? Oh, yeah. Mike Patton did sure. like, or something. Like, somebody, but she came no, in. No, she's like. She a, did. She's a straight up. She could be a rock singer. But that's the thing is that you're right. Uh, uh, the passion of the torch, the, the legendariness, I just feel like it could be a, a, a fantastic all-night pay-per-view. Hopefully it happens. Again, I don't Hopefully. know. The st- Hopefully they do something like that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I don't know the state, but I, I, I don't feel like headlining any festivals and all that stuff should be in the cards. Mm-hmm. I think it should just be something that's very much like, hey, give that dude, if he can, an hour of singing on that stage. Um, let everybody celebrate them. Uh, tell some stories, dude. It would be in a magical, magical, magical time. So I'm hoping that's oh, the route that they go with the idea of him seriously just saying, I'm, I'm done. We're passing the torch, man. We're done. We're moving on, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, just celebrating Ozzy, man, because he is, uh, well, I mean, a living legend. He's been a le- living legend since 1985. <laughs> so, but. But uh, yeah, it's just so important because, you know, I'm not, you know, we're not of that world. I don't know how you say goodbye to arenas. I don't know if it's easy to say goodbye to that. I, I don't imagine it would. It I would imagine it would be an impossible thing to, to say goodbye mm-hmm. to that, you know, the demand. It's just, just another. Yeah, it's it's another world and another life that I don't think we would ever 
we'll ever get to see. Yeah. No, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. So, hey, hats off. Let's see when it happens. If it does, we'll be promoting it. You guys, we're going to get that pay-per-view. Uh, we're going to throw parties like people do with the UFC or boxing. I don't do UFC. I do boxing. But, uh, anyway. I know, but that would be a hell of a, that'd be a, hell of a uh, party. Oh, bro, I, they, you know, when they do that stream that, that shit at the movie theaters, like, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I seen a Metallica one there one time. And, and was mm-hmm. it last year that they did the Dawn of the Dead in 3D? Like that kind of shit at the movie, like, you know, those special events yeah. uh, type of thing. It's just I would love to go into a theater and have that infectiousness of singing Aussie songs with a bunch of Aussie fans across the world, dude. It, it sounds like just magic, you know. It it really does. Um, so let's hope it happens that way. And again, I just don't want Aussie to do the tour like kind of Lemmy did, and the headlines just keep popping up of like Lemmy can only do four songs, or he apologized, or you know stuff like that. And it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to see that. Not with Ozzy, not with anybody, mm-hmm. really. But <clears throat> Lemmy was a true lifer, though. So I'm not saying anything negative about Lemmy. I'm just saying it, it was. Uh, it was definitely. Uh, it was definitely that that tour was was not easy for him, and you can tell mm-hmm. from the fans' perspective. Moving on to the next story. Okay. Well, we can touch base on this a little bit. Chris Franzak is, uh, you know, an Attila. Um, yeah. he's an OnlyFans guy, um, but he does like <laughs> pornography. He doesn't do like, like, you know, the, I, I, don't know. I don't know. I'm not an OnlyFans person. I'm not super educated on it, but I do believe <laughs> there's many celebrities that do. Oh, so he actually like does, he, he does some stuff on camera. No, he, he does like, yeah, he, he's, I think like, yeah, like, like pornography, that kind of content. Um, sure. but mo- you know, I think there's a lot of celebrities that like, you know, bourgeois sexiness all these things he's he's gone he's gone the whole game i only bring that up because not that it matters or i'm judging anybody out there is that he has announced that he's running for president of united states uh and so again is this a publicity stunt is this nonsense it's to me this is what i don't like is that i feel like and it's it's truly happened where the ty- there there is a integrity, right? Mm-hmm. There should be to certain things. There there's should a, be a res- I, Well, I know it's, it's there's a respect and integrity of of you know a dream come true type of like I'm gonna be an astronaut, I'm gonna be the first person to walk on Saturn, whatever. I'm just making shit up, but or Mars, you know, and and it's like I'm gonna sacrifice twenty years of my life and learn the law and do all these things, and I'm gonna go up there for the right reasons, and I'm gonna try to get everybody together and I'm going to lead and I'm going to, you know, all these important things. But yet Mm -hmm. we have guys like this that just announce presidency seriously, right? Without any formal knowledge of doing anything. Um, Mm -hmm. And people going for it, man. Like I, 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 uh, I don't know. I really feel like, if we ever are going to bring integrity back to these positions of power, we have to stop making these jokes because these I jokes know, become a reality. Perception, uh, perception is reality, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I think once we open the door to Donald Trump, mm-hmm. I think that just, uh, I think that's, that's why we're getting more of this. That's why we're getting like, you know, this guy wanting to, to run for president. I think, didn't The Rock say 
he wanted to run for president. Or I, I believe there was a like Con- Kanye West did. I believe The Rock was like there. People have asked him, and he was like, "One day oh, that'd okay, be great." Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so, he ever made an announcement. Yeah. I, I know Kanye West. I believe did, but it could have been publicity. I'm not. I wasn't fully vested in it. I I do yeah. have a neighbor that has a Kanye for president uh, bumper sticker. <laughs> so <it's>, so there's <laughs> some merch. Anyways, um, yeah. So I, I I think that's. I don't know. I feel like it's a circus that it's kind of like the trend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that so, a lot of people talk about you know. And, and divides because, and stuff. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I think because we had the last president that we had, it's just no one really takes it seriously or serious or whatever the grammatical um, is. <laughs> I'm with you. I believe it, it, it's okay for anybody to say that we want to run for president at this point without yeah. having the education, the background, I, I, you know, um, and all that stuff just because they have a f- some sort of fan base and, and all that. And, um, but I guess what I'm saying is that like we, uh, need to change that, man. That's the big thing is that we have to bring integrity back to, um, look, man, political theater is, is entertain. It's reality TV. You know, it's sold that way. It's been that way, like you said, since Donald Trump took over. I remember when Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, someone that was, you know, a polarizing figure in many ways, um, but someone that was um, qualified for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, obviously there's a lot of other factors. The fact that, you know, she was a woman and she lost being qualified for a job to a guy that wasn't qualified. There's a lot of factors that came out of what you said when when you know Donald Trump took over and um it did change the whole game the whole landscape of everything and political theater did become more like reality tv and and it's really frustrating because my you know you know I'm a first generation american so it's always been like there has to be an integrity to those yeah. that that I I rely on there's there's the, when you tie yourself to a flag to a country there's an integrity to your leaders mm-hmm. um even if you hated Barack Obama or whatever, I'm just going back, or there yeah. was things that you can point out. There was an integrity. There was a education. There was a, this is what represents us. Um, and so now that we have, you know, Chris Franzak and other people, just Kanye West being like, fuck it, I can, I can run a country. Um, we've lost our integrity. And it, maybe it's been gone for a while. Maybe I'm just now noticing. <laughs> so, but mm-hmm. <laughs> point is, is that... Um, Look, man, if you need publicity, we get it. I got no problem, you know, but like, come on, let's get on the right team and and not fucking keep making this thing a joke. President of the United States is not a joke. It's not a joke. It's integrity. I think it'll be a while before we can go back to seriousness. Uh, You you know, and maybe we can't, you know, like I I always say, when a horror villain goes camp, you can't go back. When Freddy Krueger and a nightmare in Elm Street One was introduced to the world. He was pure fear, pure fucking whatever. And then eventually he was camp, right? He was just fucking jokes, right? One liners, yeah. hilarious, whatever. Um, you can't go back to Freddy from Nightmare One. You can't. Same with Predator. Predator One, fuck. Yeah. Predator Two, ridiculous, right? You can't go back to Predator. You, you can't go back. When you go camp, you can't go back, you know? Um, and 
maybe now the presidency of the United States is just camp. <laughs> you know, can't, we can't go back to, mm-hmm. the, to, to nightmare one. <laughs> so, oh God. I know, I know. So anyways, uh, hey guys, metal, metal people, we love you. We love the music. We love the scene. We support everybody, but let's not be the scene that doesn't give integrity to the office. You know, let's step away. And Chris Franzek, come on, man, stop it. Fucking go away with this shit. <laughs> Just stop. Just stop, man. All right? Stop. We don't need more. We don't need this right now. It's horrible. Um, last story we got, guys, before Corey Taylor jumps on and talks to Sylvia here. Again, to promote latest record, C Letters, latest solo record. I apologize. CMF2. It's coming out September 15th mm-hmm. and North American tour all the way till October 7th. UK, Europe. You're going to get to see him and his crew on November 8th. Um, Bad Wolves vocalist. Ex-Bad Wolves vocalist. Tommy Vexed. You know, I always want people to get along. I hate people fighting in the news. Um, here's the headline. Yeah. Ex-Bad Wolves vocalist Tommy Vexed wants to fix things with former bandmates. Here's the thing. <clears throat> you can't. It's <sighs> <laughs> plain and simple. Next story. No, right? I mean, I well, <laughs> that was a dramatic pause. I was going to have more to that. I but, know. You know, um, you know when people like just anything, get divorces, you know, things like that and horrible things were said and you know um you have to be civil so you're like this is what's best for everybody and you kind of are civil, you know things like that that's kind of the way it is you know and that's good that's the way it should be you shouldn't get shitty with each other you should absolutely not but um you don't fix things i guess that's the headlines word is fix things um and i do want to read some of his quote but it's really long guys so if you go to metalsucks.net uh, you can go check out the, the the article, but there's a lot that he said here. That's why he brings up the Five Finger Death Punch guys, all these other guys that he kind of had issues with, and all. It, it, I can't read it all where it's really going to make a lot of sense if I give him two or three pull quotes. So in essence, go, go metalsucks.net and read it. But the point is, is that you got to come to terms that when people leave your life because you were abusive, aggressive, or downright disrespectful, their lives better without you. They don't need it fixed. You did them a favor by leaving their lives. And I know ego and narcissism and all those feelings that uh, come together with that. It means that, um, you know, hey, no, no, I'm I'm always an asset to someone's life. We're not. Mm -hmm. We're not. You know, we're we're not always an asset to someone's life. We are a detriment and we are uh, a hurtful thing. If you ever had an abusive relationship, um... That dynamic doesn't fix. That is the dynamic. That's the way you see a person. That's the way a person sees you. And then you escape that dynamic. And you see something different and beautiful. And your mind's not going to adjust to like, wow, this, this person is something else. you know. So um, I guess uh, it's, this is hard because I want to be like, way to go, Tommy Vex. Way to try to you know. Make thing, things. I mean, it's good. a it's a far cry from what how things were was like a couple of years ago, like two oh, years ago. Oh man, they they got links to all the nonsense. He, uh, yeah. I think what he really fucked up was when he covered Taylor Swift. Okay, I don't know. They don't have a link to that, but we can leave it. We can we can uh, we can accept that as a fuck uh, up. But there was. A, it was look what look what you made me do. Like he covered that, and I think that was a jab at them. Like oh. Oh. This. Yeah. Well. So, anyways, hey, you know what? Leave it separate. Bad wolves are doing their thing. <laughs> uh, if you fix it, I that's mean, cool. Think, you know, 
it, I mean, it shows that he, I'm, I'm assuming that there's growth, so that's good. No, I, I, but, I mean, I think you can always, uh, you can always do it behind closed doors, right? That's what, I'm, that, that, that's what I was going to say. I don't see growth. I see yeah. the opposite because it's going through the media, you know? Um, yeah. You know, I do think, I do feel, I do, I feel for every musician out there that's been in the industry for 25, 30 years, that's had breakups, that had tragedies and all that stuff and having to do interviews um knowing that questions like right around like the mustaine metallica questions and i i just feel like it's like you know i got some emails I'll, i mean i'll bring it up I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything negative but uh you know jordan buckley i interviewed him a couple weeks back uh huge fan of every mm-hmm. time i die one of my favorite bands and i got multiple emails of people being like you didn't ask a fucking every time i die question you're a dick like we want to know what's going on with this and that and it's like keep in mind you know, and I was like, and, and, and anybody that listens to the show knows, I'm not going to talk about bullshit like that. You know, like, mm-hmm. just so you guys know, mm-hmm. like, I'm not bringing up past shit. I'm going to talk to the dude, have a conversation, and then promote what we got to promote, you know. Uh, yeah. Better Lovers, when we're promoting it, yeah, four songs. I don't got a shit lot of, you know, we don't have a lot to talk about. It's an EP, you know. So we're going to talk about whatever else we did talk about, football, forensic files, whatever. But I'm not going to go back. And and try to get some sort of shit out of out of you know Jordan you know about his great legacy with every time I die you know and I told them in the interview mm-hmm. like that's not I'm, I'm not your guy stop listening like you're not going to get me to pull quote somebody I'm here to talk about what's active right now you know and if someone brings something up in an interview I'm not going to like delete it you know but um, it's not what it's about it's about cultivating a positive scene it's about not it's not about cultivating TMZ it's not about mm-hmm. cultivating fucking uh dudes to to get shitty headlines about them it's about you guys listening to the songs you guys promoting them moving forward you guys supporting them on tour yada yada that's what it's about right Mm -hmm. um so when tommy vex brings up his old man it's like dude shut up just talk about your new Mm -hmm. shit move forward and let them move move forward because every time you say something about bad wolves you're a headline and you're gonna get a quote and you know that tommy vexed and so does everybody else Right. So, yeah, by so it's, it's not sincere. Exactly. Yeah. So and, uh, yeah. you know, and, and again, I'm not talking any shit about interviewers or anything like that. Everybody's got their own style um, of stuff to do. Like <laughs> it was funny because when he started the show, Brandon co-host Brandon, uh, he's like, one of my favorite interviews is Howard Stern in like the 90s. I'm like, I fucking hated Howard Stern. All he did <laughs> was like put people in bad situations and make them look all yeah. goofy and then make jokes about it. was like, it was fucked up, right? That's the way I saw it. And he's like, that's yeah. the best though. People loved it. That's why you listen. And I'm like, I get both sides, but that was, that is not, who, I do not want that shit on my fucking watch. You know, I don't need Scott Weiler <laughs> yeah. looking crazy at me when you're talking about his ex-wives and shit when doing drugs or whatever yeah. Howard Stern would do back in the day. I don't know if he does anymore. Um, so anyways, if that's the way you guys are looking at it, nah, not here. It's not happening. I'm only here to promote the music. So is Sil. We're only here to promote the scene, positivity, love, respect. That's what we're all about. So with that, uh, Tommy, uh, hats off to you, but my recommendation is like, yo, those guys are great dudes, and I'm moving on, and you can talk to them if you want. I'm going to talk about my shit. That's, that should be the permanent answer. Dino Cazares should take that ex- example as well because I'm so sick of hearing negative stuff about Burton C. Bell about him. Whatever. Just stop. You know, <laughs> like Fear Factory is amazing. I love all you guys. I don't want mom and dad fighting for 10 more years. And with that, guys, it is time. We are here to celebrate, as we said, new music, our scene, 
and there is uh, nobody that's been leading that charge and, and bringing the audiences in and making music and doing all the wonderful things like Corey Taylor has for all these years, guys. His new solo record, CMF2, is out September 15th, guys. That is this Friday. And North America Tour is running right now, so make sure you guys are picking up tickets. Uh, UK, Europe, you guys are going to see him on November 8th. Here is Sylvia's interview with the one and only Corey <laughs> Taylor. It's Sylvia, and I've got Corey Taylor on the phone with me. How are you, my friend? I'm good. You know, just uh, we, we were just talking about why the hell I'm not down there. But yeah. It's also because I'm doing a million interviews today. So my apologies. Usually I would be there. Oh, I know. Uh, for the FaceTime, but you know, today mm. you get my my beautiful voice. <laughs> oh no, I had to, I had to bust your chops. I was like, no, no, no. He's a Vegas local. Like he's one of us. It's, yeah, what, yeah. This, oh, this, yeah. This phone thing is unacceptable, but I understand you got a lot on your plate. September 29th, Brooklyn Bowl. That's when you're going to be here. We're looking forward to it. So the last time that I actually talked to you, you were gearing up for a stop in Vegas uh, like two years ago. And this was also the right. same year as CMFT dropped. So CMF2 is coming out September 15th. How have you seen yourself grow as a solo artist, as a musician since the first solo album? Because I, I imagine it's like a breath of fresh air to have like a little bit more freedom. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, and, you know, the the, the growth has really come from, you know, kind of trusting my, you know, having confidence in my abilities and my talents now, like mm-hmm. even more so than before, you know. Because I mean, because to me, it's it's just been the ultimate uh, the the ultimate gig to just be a singer songwriter, you know. And that's kind of what the first album represented was, you know, just songs that I've had that I've written over the years that I've not been able to record with either band or that mm-hmm. I've written for other people and they've either used them or not. And you know, to me, it was just like, well, let's just count. Know, put it out there and let's see, let's show people this other side, you know, that maybe they're not aware of, you know, and yeah. once we realized that there was, you know, a, an audience, I was like, well, then let's take it even further. So knowing that I could go in and craft and put together a really rad old school, but modern, you know, metal rock punk album yeah. and really focus it and really have fun with it and really take everything to the next level you know, the challenge was awesome, but I also knew that we could pull it off. So stepping into those shoes, man, it was it was rad. I was really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, and uh, and I want to kind of like talk about the, uh, the other side because there are two singles out, Beyond and Post Traumatic Blues. And when I first heard Beyond and I actually like really paid attention to the lyrics, I thought it was a very sweet song. And I was like, oh, this guy's in love. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely yeah, he's, yep. <laughs> he's definitely crushing on uh on his lovely lady. So, but I wanted to. Oh t- yeah, <laughs> she's gorgeous, by the way. Super talented. Yeah. Just oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I I, uh, I wanted to talk about. I feel like you're you're blushing right now. I might be. I kind of sense I, uh, it. <laughs> you know, it's not every day that you get to be married to a superhero. By the way, you know, like yeah. my wife is so rad um, that I could. You know, I'm going to write many songs for her you know and this just happens to be one of the newest ones <laughs> uh she's also very funny because i all i follow her on instagram so um i uh she's super super hilarious yeah. how does she feel about having songs written about her oh she's into it you and know? she's like, like i knew it cool, yeah well and the cool thing is is that she she just she hits me up and she's like she's like you need to write a heavy one about me i was like god you know what can i just have <laughs> 
you know, some sappy stuff first before I start getting all weird and goth and, She's like, and no. bloody with you. You She's know, like, no, let's I mean, get dirty. it wasn't enough that. It wasn't enough that I did yen for her, you know. Uh-huh. Like, and now she's just like, you know, she's like, yeah, right, you gotta write some heavy stuff. I was like, oh, for God's sake, because she's so, she's, she's. I mean, everybody thinks, you know, she's the head of the cherry bombs and all this yeah. stuff, but secretly, she is like this aggressive goth kid. Who oh, I could see it. Loves, oh, yeah, yeah, she's out of her mind, and I couldn't be more stoked about the fact that I don't know why the hell she's married to me, but it's awesome. <laughs> Well, you guys seem to compliment each other. Well, I, I, I think so, man. Like, it, I'm, the cool thing is, is that, you know, we, we, bet we have the same sense of humor. Mm-hmm. We have relatively the same sense of music. Yeah. We're both going to be very, very fat when we get older. Let's put it that <laughs> way. We love food on such a visceral level yeah. that we have already made a pact. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's that. Once we stop caring what anybody thinks about the way we look, we are going Head on, uh, full on into the buffet line. We don't care. Yeah. Like, we're so ready for it. That sounds like heaven. And then you guys uh, are just going to look at each other like, God dang, you're so sexy. We're going to eat nachos off each other <laughs> in bed. Like, we're going to have to put, yeah. Instead of like the sushi, level, instead of like the density. seductive, sexy sushi, it's like sexy, seductive <laughs> yeah. nachos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not doing sushi in the raw. Like, nachos, nachos in the bed. Oh, That's dude. What we're doing. Like, <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Like, food in bed is always like creep me out, but you know what? That's, that, that could be something. Don't knock it till you, you lay in it. It's pretty rad. <laughs> but, um, you know, aside from that, I wanted to talk about post-traumatic blues because, you know, it right. seems like it's really, you know, heavy on mental health. And that's always been a really important topic for me. So it's a song more, it's, it's about your experiences, but not necessarily about just and not focusing on just your experiences. So right. tell us more about post-traumatic blues. That song was essentially about me trying to build a bridge between the people who suffer from it and the people who are desperately trying to understand it, uh, trying to, you know, find out a way to, to, to communicate and to, and to help, you know, because sometimes the breakdown in communication is one of the hardest things to deal with, you know. And uh, from my experiences and also uh, because of, you know, what I've been trying to do with my, my charity foundation, the Taylor Foundation, is trying, I've been trying to help people who are suffering from PTSD, um, uh, current and former military, uh, law enforcement, uh, people yeah. working in emergency services, and their families. Um, and what I've been trying to do is like find ways to help local organizations mm-hmm. uh, to boost their frequency so people can find them. You know, because sometimes uh, you know the national groups get all the attention, and the local groups really don't get focus so that's what i've been trying to do and in a way that's what this song is doing for the two people that are in, you know the two groups that are involved really the people who suffer from it and the people who are desperately trying to find a way to help them yeah and because i think um, yeah yeah i think because we forget the people who are around those who are going through whatever right. issues they're going through you know that's that's a lot of that's a heavy burden on them as well yeah i mean and when i started my foundation it was really something that it hadn't even occurred to me as mm-hmm. well you know like the fact that you know the devastation kind of it, it's it's almost like a radius yeah. around us you know and and you know some sometimes it's hardest on the people who are trying to help you know so i you know we you know the great thing about you know 
you know, the, the groups who are really trying to help is that they've included families in that, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, the message in this song is about connecting those people and trying to help each other understand what's going on, trying to help people who don't deal with it understand the, the effects of it and what it's like to deal with it, what, what it's like to feel that cold numbness mm-hmm. come, come mm-hmm. like, just, you know, because so, for, so, like, for so many people who suffer from it, a lot of times it's misdiagnosed. Yeah. It can, it can go untreated, and, yeah, it's tough. So to me, it's about building that bridge and helping people communicate and see how they can help each other and they can move on and, and find a better life, you know. Mm-hmm. What's the information for the Taylor Foundation? Like, how, how can people get in contact with um, maybe the people who volunteer or just more oh, information? Uh, yeah, um, my the website is www.wertf.org. So okay. it's w-e-a-r-e-t-t-f.org. Um, okay. And it's you go on, uh, send us emails, you, uh, communicate directly with us. Um, but what we're trying to do is build a network across uh, America and all over the world, actually, mm-hmm. and trying to show people uh, where they can find local groups in their area just by clicking on their state, clicking on their city. Um, you can find uh, the local organizations, the boots on the ground, really, that are trying to help uh, all of those people who are dealing with it. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where you can find information. Uh, there are links to donate. Um, there are links to, to kind of volunteer your organization okay. uh, to try and be a part of the, to the network. Um, yeah, it's all at that uh, website. Perfect. I know that you are not into social media whatsoever, yeah. even though nope. you even though you do have an account. Uh, you've said this before in interviews and actually told me uh, you, you don't even handle your own account. Nope. I have a, <laughs> I have a good friend of mine who actually that's the, the business that he's in. Uh, I handed over all passwords and all uh, accessibility to him. Honestly, um, that has to be five such... Five years ago. Uh-huh. It's been five years. Dude, wow. And I, I cannot tell you, I am so much happier. I was going to uh, say, because, because like I've caught myself just like scrolling like a pendeja, uh, and I'm pretty sure you know what that word is. <laughs> oh, senorita. <laughs> so, like, I'm just scrolling, and I'm like... And it's like an hour, an hour and a half that goes by. I'm like, what did I just scroll through? I'm just looking through right. cat videos. I love cat videos, but what did right. I just do with my time? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I mean, and honestly, one of the reasons why I got off yeah. was the toxicity, you know? Oh, like, for sure. I, I mean, the world is a dark enough place. I don't need to go to some place that, that Even feels darker? like the digital equivalent of sucking on a, an exhaust pipe. I oh, don't for need sure. that in my life. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like, it's bad, you know? And obviously... I have, uh, you know, my my various creative outlets that I, I like to uh, promote and whatnot. And every mm-hmm. once in a while, I'll, I'll have I'll I'll text I'll text my buddy something yeah. funny to post. You know, that is like make sure that's for me. Um, but other than that, man, I'm so much more engaged in my real life. Yeah. My you know the real like. I'm I spend so much more time with my family. I actually talk to my friends instead of. Worrying about whether or not they're liking things on my post, I yeah. actually text them on the side or call them. I'm like, "Hey, let's go do something." You know, <laughs> like I'm so much more engaged in my life you... by not being 
on social media. Yeah, did you try it for a little while? Did you get? Did you find yourself that you got sucked in for like the likes and oh, all that? Oh, dude, I used to be hardcore on it. Did like, you really? I was on, yeah. Oh, I joined. I joined Twitter in 2010, and oh, okay. I mean, I was in it. You know, mm-hmm. like, and then obviously Instagram was right around the corner. Yeah. Um, and those were my two. Like, I was hardcore on those two, and I was so addicted to the dopamine involved with both of those things. Yeah. That I was, I was a doom scroller, like you know, like everybody else. Yeah. And I would find myself doing it in a room full of my friends, full of my family. I found myself doing it while I was sitting there with my daughter. My daughter going, Daddy, are you going to play with me? That <laughs> that was one of the things that that got me. I yeah. was like, you know what, this is Cold bad. Turkey, yeah. And if I'm not available now, she's not going to be available later, man. You know, it's uh-huh. all about the time that you spend now. And and I, my daughter and I hang out all the time now. Yeah. I hang out with all my friends. I hang out with my wife. I mean, it's I'm so much happier that I'm not yeah. sucked into that abyss. You know. <laughs> oh, one day I'll see that light, my friend. <laughs> Right. You know, I mean, (laughs) hey, and trust me, you know, I mean, it's not everybody has that issue. Mm -hmm. Like I've got the I've got the addict to teen. So I'm like all in a lot of the time. Oh, I I see. Yeah. Myself off, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, you know, not everybody has that so they can handle it whenever they want, you know, but. For me, dude, it's it's the best decision I have ever that I've made in a long time. Well, uh, the reason why I brought up social media is because you know I'm sure you've heard of AI, even though you're not on oh, social yeah. media. And we've already had songs done by AI. Like there's, I think it was right. Frank Sinatra or Elvis who they had him singing "Baby Got Back," and it sounds exactly yeah. like one of those. Two. I can't remember which one. Um, there's yeah. a radio station in Oregon. I believe there's like a an AI jock, and it's made to sound like they're midday girls. So, what are your thoughts on the whole AI thing? I'm just curious. I think we can't. We're not responsible enough to handle handle world hunger and things that are actually hurting us. What the hell are we supposed to do with AI? You know what I mean? Like, it's like we. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park. Oh, I love him. Like they spent. They spent so much time trying to figure out how to do it that they never considered whether or not they should. Yeah. And and I don't really necessarily mean the technology. I mean the accessibility. Mm-hmm. The fact that they've just given it to people who, you know, they can't keep brown stains out of their underwear, for God's <laughs> sake. You're going to give that power to AI? Are you out of your goddamn yeah. mind? Uh-huh. Like, it's, you know, we're idiots, you know? And we're, I, I think it's... I think there's a, there's a part of me that's that's fascinated by it, but there's also oh, a part of sure. me that is absolutely revolted by it because I know that one way or another, a handful of things can come together that will 100% put the kibosh on humanity, yeah. and I don't want to have anything to do with that. Well, I think because uh, I'm in that, that weird generation where – because I'm 34. So I'm in that weird right. generation where, you know, I – knew a world where technology wasn't a thing. Like I didn't have cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone until like I was 15. Um, But I was also introduced to like MySpace and all these other social media and, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously iPhone. So for me with AI, like I feel like you can never replace human interaction, even with like radio, like you you can never like replace, you know, someone going through the same thing that you're going through, you know? Right. Well, and but here's the problem. and, And I agree with that. But what I'm worried about is AI replacing 
human ingenuity, replacing human creativity, Mm -hmm. taking the power of the mind out of human beings' hands and handing it to a creative digital engine that can come up with a million different possibilities. And yet, you know, and once the technology gets better and better and better, Mm -hmm. well, really, it'll be confounding to the point where you don't know where one begins and one ends. And that, to me, is taking away the credit that humanity should be taking for certain creative advances. And I, I just, I don't know how comfortable I am with that being out there, because then, now you can't trust anything. Now you no. can't trust anybody. Uh-huh. Now you can't trust what you see, what you hear, what, you know, the only thing you can trust is, you know, what you've done with your own two hands in front of yourself. And in a world where conspiracy theories are trying to convince people that Tom Hanks eats babies, what the hell do you think AI is doing? Oh, God, that's a whole nother story. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. Hours about it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would love to hear that. Uh, but you know what, like in, in, the, in the other sense, like, yeah, I'm fascinated with it as well, um, because, you know, you can get an Elvis singing Baby Got Back. Like those, those things are kind right. of cool to hear. Or even, you know, there was um, an AI of Selena of like how she would, you know, sound if she were still alive. So I think right. all that is cool, like bringing the, the past kind of to the present. But yeah, like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm totally with you as far as like the ingenuity and the creativity and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's. At, at one at what point is enough enough? You know, like it to me, it's it's a mirror of humanity's just willingness to to take things to an absolute extreme instead of thinking about maybe we shouldn't do this. You know, the it's it, it's 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 in our nature to to take something as far as it can go, and yet why haven't we decided to take things to where they naturally and sit and and just be okay with that, you know, like satisfaction. And their, can be the, their response yeah. is like, meh, no. Exactly. And it's like, <laughs> like, man, it's like I, I, I just don't yeah. understand it. I don't understand people. Yeah. I got Corey Taylor on the phone with me. He's coming to uh, he's coming home September 29th yeah. at Brooklyn Bowl because somebody decided to uh, not be in the studio. Yeah, well, I'm going to give I you mean, crap. I'm going to give you crap I, for it. I'm, okay, fine. When, when I come back, I'll come down to the studio. Yep. We'll do something. Okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah, I promise. I'm holding it to you because now it's recorded. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm in. I'm totally I'm ready to do this. <laughs> so, so shifting gears for a little bit, your son, Griffin, following your footsteps in the sense that he's fronting his own band, Vended. Yeah. Um, because I did see a quote where he's like, you know, his only goal is to entertain people. And I love that. Um, yeah. And I remember seeing a video of you on the side of the stage during his performance with his band, and you were just rocking out. You had this big smile, like you were just a proud papa. What was it yeah. like having those conversations with him, like the, that he wanted to be a musician? I wasn't, sh- you know, I I wasn't sure how how, how serious he was going to be you know, for the longest oh, time, okay. man. You know, because I mean, as a father, you're obviously you want to encourage your your children to to do something, to be something achieve something, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what that is. I mean, I've always tried to support my kids and make sure that they know that no matter what, I'm with them. Mm-hmm. I got, I've got their back, you know. Um, but I've also seen him, over, when, especially when he was younger, change his interests on a dime. You know what oh, I mean? Like okay. To the point yeah. where it was like, you know, I was like, okay, you know, today he wants to be a police officer. 
tomorrow he wants to be a florist. You know, <laughs> now he wants to be a video game. You know, uh, a, a video game. Like uh, what it was a tester is oh, what okay. he wanted to be. He wanted, yeah. Okay. Um, so I watched him over the years really change what he wanted to do from so many different varying sides of life that when he first started doing music with other people, I was like, okay, let's see how serious he is. You know, mm-hmm. and obviously mm-hmm. I, I tried to help a little bit. You know, I, I got him a, a, a pseudo PA system with monitors and whatnot. But I was like, other than that, I was like, that's, this is fine. Like, let's yeah. just see how far he wants to go on his own. And lo and behold, man, he and Cole, uh, the guitar, one of the guitar players yeah. in his band, they were the only ones to really keep doing it after that band fell through. And that's when they found, they started jamming with Simon. They started jamming with JJ. A yeah. um, couple of years later, they got Grodd, and they really started to take it even further. So by that time, I was like, okay. Yeah. He's in this for the long haul, you know? Was it kind of like um, the first thing that he's really committed to something? I loved it, you know? Like, I've seen him... Well, and this is how I knew that he was very committed to it, because uh-huh. he didn't want any help writing oh. lyrics. He didn't want any help working on melodies and stuff. And this is a kid who, not a lot of people know this, he suffers from dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And not only dyslexia, but dyscalculia. So he has a hard time not only reading words, but reading numbers and whatnot. His oh, okay. mind, yeah. has his, he's had to train himself to really buckle down. And, you know, it took him forever to learn how to read. It took him forever to learn how to really write things. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he was really trying to do it on his own, that showed me how serious he was, man. And as a father... I cannot tell you how proud I was, you know, yeah, watching him at his first show, listening to his first rounds of, of demos and, and, you know, the songs and, and recordings and whatnot, and seeing them stick together through the lockdown, through the pandemic, coming back out on the other side, just as committed, if, if not more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was rad, man. Like, and I will... Yeah, I I could go on and on about. I, it. I bore I could, people all the time about. Yeah, it, I could I could hear the cool. uh, I could hear the excitement in your voice and just the pride. So that's that's yeah. awesome. And just seeing, you know, the way that he approached this, it wasn't so yeah. much so like, hey, my dad's Corey Taylor, so right. let's oh, let's do something. He doesn't want. Yeah, he didn't want any help, and he don't. He honestly gets he. he there are times where he gets annoyed <laughs> because people bring it up, and of I can't course. blame him, man. Yeah. Like when you're. When you want to do something passionately and people keep bringing up, you know, the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, listen, acknowledge it once and then move on, yeah. you know, but people really try to bog him down with it and he's learned to deal with it. Um, and I'm proud of him for that, yeah. but of, of course he's going to get frustrated once in a while. Oh, of course. I, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I can't, <laughs> I can't blame him. Like, okay, I have this new record. I have this concert coming up. Hey, so right. how's your dad doing? Yeah, exactly. And, well, you know, I, I would be the same way. I'd be like, well, my, you know, my dad's doing his thing. Why don't you yeah. call my dad? You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully I'm not uh, I'm not addressing the elephant in the room, but uh, I want to talk about Slipknot for like a split second. Yeah, of course. Um, so we are getting are, are we getting at least one Slipknot song on September 29th? Oh, at the, at the show? At the show. At the oh, show. You're going to get a few. Actually. Oh, OK. Um, the cool thing about this this show, I mean, the cool thing about the solo show 
is I can play anything I want, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I we can play. You know, we we've got a you know a, a bunch of the solo stuff ready to go. We've got a handful of Slipknot songs that we choose from, a handful of Stone Sour songs that we choose from, yeah. um, a a bunch of covers that we you know we keep threatening to to unleash on people. I mean, my band is so legit and they're so good that people don't even realize, man. And yeah. I'm I'm really really stoked for people to, to, to see the show and, and really get a feel for where we're going there. Cause it's just, it's just going to be a, a great party, not just oh, us, sure. but the band's coming with us, man. You know, um, yeah. it'd be a uh, wargasm, Luna aura. I mean, really two great young bands coming up, um, that I'm stoked to be bringing out. And it, it's, it's just going to be a great time for everybody. Yeah. And, and I love that you're bringing out like newer bands so that people yeah. can have, you know, uh, you know, get to know them a little bit more, see what else is out there. So I, I, th- I think that's great. So um, yeah. going back to Slipknot, I've been hearing that you guys have this long lost album coming out and it's actually been getting like trying to get released, but it's pretty much your fault for it not getting released. It's so. my, yeah, it's, it's my <laughs> fault. Yeah. And it's, and I keep, I, I've apologized. It's because I keep putting stuff out. Yeah. And it just keeps, like he gets right on the verge of it, and then all of a sudden I drop an album out of nowhere, and he's like, "Fuck, Dermot Taylor!" I'm <laughs> like, like "I'm sorry, hell? I didn't know." So yes, yes. So it's called next, uh, next year sometime. Oh, okay. Uh, Look outside your window is, okay. is going to be. I don't know when, but I, I was just talking to Clown about it not too long ago, mm. and uh, yeah, man, like he's really stoked. I'm stoked. Jim's stoked. You know, this is something that you know we we didn't we really kind of did with no real expectations, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why I think it sounds as incredible as it does. It's just so, just so haunting and so yeah. beautiful. So uh, I think it, people it, are really going to dig it. So it's not like Slipknot, <laughs> Slipknot sounding. It's, no, it's, it's no. This has more in common with Pink Floyd or Radiohead oh, than it does anything else, man. Yeah, it doesn't sound like doesn't sound like Slipknot really at all. There's a couple of moments that feel like it. Yeah. But yeah, man, for the most part, this is a this is a wholly different musical experience that I think people will really, really freak out on. Oh, I'm I'm extra intrigued. <laughs> because yeah. Slipknot yeah. and Radiohead, like, okay. All right. Yeah, it's it's dope, man. Like people people aren't ready for it. <laughs> so, I'm not ready for it. So but definitely sometime next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Probably the beginning of next year. Actually. Okay. Um I know he's he's working uh, to put it out. Um, ab- obviously, after CMF two is coming to come out, had its you know few months to kind of do its thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try and drop it at like the beginning of next year. Oh, okay, I see. So I saw this interview where you were asked, "What's a piece of advice that you tell your twenty twenty one year old self?" And your answer was, uh, "Don't find yourself in a situation where you're naked, in danger, or someone is trying to kill you." All solid right. advice. I a hundred percent agree with that. No one, like, oh, God, can you imagine? But I mean, I can. That's why I said (laughs) that. Well, I know. And you also (laughs) added, I was young and in love, and I was like, hold on, wait a minute, pump the brakes. Let's rewind. Why are you naked and in danger because someone is trying to kill you? Let's talk about that. Well, (laughs) I mean, let's just say that my younger self, after – you know, some uh, copious amounts of alcohol uh, would fr- end f- up with a certain someone. <laughs> you were feeling freaky. And okay. then would, uh, <laughs> would only then find out that that person was attached to another person. Oh, no. And that other person would come 
to that apartment because maybe they didn't live together. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ooh. yeah. That's a um, little bit. And, you know, and honestly, listen, I, it takes two to tango. <laughs> I take full responsibility. I should have been more, uh, I, I should have asked more questions. Oh I should have God. been a little more attentive to whether or not this person was in a relationship or not. Oh, it's God. One of, um, it's, it's honestly, it's one of my worst turnoffs, what, especially when oh, I was sure. single, was, was somebody really, really coming on to me and then really getting into that person and then yeah. finding out that they were with somebody else was the worst bum out on the planet. Oh, yeah, especially so, if, like, you're super into yeah. this other person. Like, yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. See, so it's So that that was definitely, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's enough whiskey in the world that, you know, you never, you know, we're all going to make bad decisions. Of course. No, see, I thought, I don't know what I, I thought you guys were just, like, trying to get freaky, and then you got naked, and all of a sudden she's like, here's my butcher knife. I'm like, whoo. No, no, it wasn't nearly that, but I wish it would have been that cool. You know, that that would have been at least something where I was like running down the street. (laughs) (laughs) Something out of a horror movie. You'd be like, I'm kind of into this. You know how hard it is to feel tough and naked when somebody else is fully clothed. And they're trying to get you. No, and you're just <laughs> flopping around all over the place. Like, oh, how are yeah. you? How you are know, you being I mean, like I, a badass? I'm doing the I'm doing the windmill with oh. it. But, you know, I mean, other than that. <laughs> oh no! Oh man! Well, thankfully, uh, that didn't turn out into a worse <laughs> no, thing. No, yeah, we can't. I'm, I'm, I hope you're glad we can't air any of this. I'm, I'm glad you're having fun. Right. Uh, <laughs> Do you want me to cut this out? Because I really no, want to... no. Why? Why start now? Come on, man. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, here's one of my favorite questions that I came across recently. So um, actually, this last story that you just told maybe maybe that's the answer to this question. But oh, what boy. what is a bad day that turned into your best story? Oh man, that's a great. That's a really good question, and I. That might, yeah, I mean, that last one was pretty good. I mean, and I've got a few that actually turned into closet stories, to be honest. Like, it wasn't necessarily, you know, me, you know, getting caught, you know, up to no good with yeah. somebody. But I was, uh, you know, there was definitely times where I would be hanging out with a friend, and that friend was, you know, you know, visiting a chick. And, mm-hmm. and this was when I was young, young. I okay. tell you that. And then we get caught at her house for their parents coming home. Oh, and we, no. you know, we had to hide in a closet. <laughs> and we're waiting for those parents to go to bed. And finally, after an hour, I was like, dude, I'm going home. This is stupid. Like, I mean, she's in bed. <laughs> I'm we're sweaty. We're in her closet. This sucks. We, yeah. It's <laughs> that weird. So we make our way. And I, I, I remember it like it was ne- like yesterday, man. It was me and my friend Ben Callahan yeah. in Waterloo, Iowa, and we're you know her her, her parents came home. We weren't supposed to be there because she wasn't of supposed course. to have people over. Sure. So we're in the closet. Her parents come in to say goodnight to her. They go, "Are you smoking?" Because of course we smoke, <gasps> so you can smell. Yeah. And you know she's like, "No, I'm not." Blah 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 blah. blah. They leave, we come out, and we're like, how the hell are we going to get out of this? You know what I mean? And finally, we just, we just booked it down the stairs 
And we were like, okay, yeah, it looks like we fixed the problem. We're going to come acting like we're, like we're fixing stuff. Like, we didn't look like anything like that, but fix, we just we flagged our way. But her parents were in such shock that they didn't do anything right at first. They were, like, staring at us like, uh, what is happening? We got to the front door, out the front door, hung a right, ran down the block. We are laughing our asses off. Like, we can't believe that. We, and we turn around, and her dad's on the porch screaming at us. It's like, oh, my God, find out who you are. Like, it was so ridiculous oh that, my God. I mean, to this day, it's one of the weirdest evenings that I had. I was like, how the hell? How did you pull even, that? I wasn't even with this girl. How am I in the closet? This is stupid. This sucks. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, when we were young. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Corey, for taking the time to talk to me. Corey Taylor is coming to Brooklyn Bowl September 29th. Tickets are on sale now, so we will see you soon, my friend. And I'm holding it to you. I'm holding you to that. We got recording. I promise. I'm com- I'm gonna come down. I'll come to the station. I all promise. Right. We'll 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 yeah. I'll I'll tell you more more of these closet stories. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I'm excited. I want to hear all about it. I'll get my tea. I'll get I don't know some something to eat, and I'll be like right here. I'll be like, you tell me everything, man. I'll bring I'll bring the well no my wife's gonna be on the road damn it well we'll figure something out if she, we'll, if, we'll, we'll if, bring it we'll bring some nachos down we'll just spread it while we talk about it make sure they weren't used <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all right Corey thank you so much very welcome. It's only my heart that you're taking. Just so alive, it's amazing Before we begin, I want to make it go on and on and on It's all in my hate that you're killing Cause you're so alive, it's thrilling I want to succumb, take me beyond for you nothing matters all I want is you
the Metal Sucks Podcast.
back. All right, guys. As we mentioned, CMF2 coming out September 15th. First song you heard is Beyond. Second song, Talk Shit. Both are off that latest record, guys. Make sure you're pre-ordering to pick it up. Physical copies is what it's all about, guys. Make sure you are taking care of your artists. If you're going to these shows in North America from October all the way to October 7th, budget, budget, budget. Make sure you got merch in your pocket. Make sure you got stuff. We got to keep these bands on the road, keep them going, keep them making them happy. And it's an honor code now. That's the way it works. So make sure you're budgeting in these modern times with all these price hikes that they got. Uh, and then UK Europe, same. November 8th to the, all the way. Uh, November 8th to December. Make sure you guys are supporting. Again, CMF2 comes out September 15th. Third song you guys heard is from KK's Priest. That one's called Reap the Whirlwind. Their new album, The Sinner Rides Again, is out September 29th. Dude, love KK. Love KK's Priest. Love Ripper. The whole thing. If you guys checked out that first record, the second record, it's I like it more. I'm just saying. It's a step up. No sophomore slump here. So make sure you guys are checking out uh, the latest from KK's Priest. Center Rides again out September 29th. With that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we get on the good old Apple iTunes. Hello. Thank you. That's all we ask for as a podcast team. You guys go over to That's Apple it. iTunes. Yeah. Click five stars. Move on. We don't need comments. Sylvia will read comments. I don't read comments. Um, um, if you guys want to write us an email, rise to offend at gmail.com. And also, all the other support from other podcasts, that is Rise to Offend. It's an archived episode podcast, but if you're into a documentary discussions, we've done Marilyn Manson. We've done uh, all these controversial figures. The podcast is about offensive figures and how they look today. Gigi Allen, Peter Steele, Phil Anselmo, Marilyn Manson, Charles Bukowski, Natural Born Killers, Bill Hicks, uh, John O'Brien, writer of Leaving Las Vegas, and on and on, guys. We've done so many episodes. Uh, we've even done dance marathons back in the day. So make sure if you guys want a documentary <laughs> discussion podcast, go listen to our archive podcast, Rise to Offend. And with that, you guys are the best. We love you all. Have a great, great rest of your week. We'll talk to you next week. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.